I think we're ready for an icebreaker. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's break the ice. For this week's D&D icebreaker, what animal best represents your character? I'll give you some time to think. I'll go first since I had time to think. <laughs> well, you see, I had to think about this for a minute. <laughs> um, but once I got it, uh, I think I would be a gazelle because I'm graceful and light-footed and beautiful. But I also have horns that I could poke you with really hard if I so chose. I don't think they use their horns, but I, I would. <laughs> they don't coat them in poison and like sharpen them. Like they're just like getting them all ready. I think it's more for the looks, but that's what I would be. What about you, Walker? If I was an animal... I think people expect me to say something aquatic, but truth be told, it would be a honey badger. Because I don't give a fuck and no one really likes me. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. Do huh? honey badgers actually like honey? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, are, do you also have a sweet tooth? Is that a thing? You know, I think, uh, I think honey badgers do eat honey, but... It's out of spite. It's more just to <laughs> fuck over the bees. I think it's that yeah. they don't like the bees and they want to take their homes away from them. And the quickest yeah. route to make sure they can't rebuild is to ingest their Fuck you. Home. Fuck you. <laughs> Your hive sucks. Fuck you. So next time any of you think about crossing me, remember... I'll eat your house. Fucking, mm. they do actually eat bees and larvae and honey and beehives, for the record. Are you looking at that? Yeah. They eat the, they, they actually eat the bees and they don't care when they get stung on the inside of their face. That's ridiculous. What about you, future? Oh, uh, well, as I try to think about it, I always, I picture myself as a, a kind of a, a, one of the Cercata Cercatas, um, which is like a member of the small mongoose family. And as I think about that, it's like the meerkat. And what they do is they group up together and they pop in and out of holes. And it's, it's really kind of this group communal living thing. And I feel like that marks me in kind of the same kind of way. Like it, it makes me out. Um, meerkats are very social and I am, I think I'm social. I'm not sure what social is anymore. I'm not sure what it isn't either. Um, but I don't really like to leave home, and that's another common meerkat trait. Um, but like, I'm excited to now. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. What a great. I feel answer. like I'm on the wrong side of the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd go with an ostrich. It is the largest bird, and I'm. Fairly large. Uh, they seem pretty fucking crafty. I don't know. Don't have any any facts to back that up, but they seem like it. And much like an ostrich, I cannot fly. <laughs> and <laughs> birds are constructs. So, <laughs> yeah, just like uh, what just is like all birds, you were just built to surveil yeah. the population. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. I'll try. Well, is this some kind of fucking joke? You know what people think about me, don't you? They look at me, they see the gills, they see the scales. Are you trying to be funny? In truth, I would be a fish. Actually, it sounds pretty fucking cool, and I don't get down to the ocean all that much, so yeah, I'm going to go with fish. I'd be like a long, big fish, you know what I'm saying? Maybe have, like, electricity powers or something? Is that a, is it not a thing? No? You're talking about <laughs> eels. Yeah. Ah. 
Longfish is what I call them. Long, <laughs> long, long uh, <laughs> I just call them longfish. I'm pretty sure longfish uh, is like the slang for if a triton eats another Everyone in the room is completely speechless. And glancing around, you see confusion turn to frustration with the situation, and then fear. And Tamlin speaks. She says, in addition to the entire city being on lockdown, in addition to all of your assignments being indefinitely suspended, there is to be a strict curfew on the entire city. No one is to leave their own ward except on specific assignment, such as work detail. She kind of looks around the room, trails off for a moment, and she says, I have been in charge of this organization for many years. And in that time, I consistently sought to not only provide the best training to all of you for any eventuality. But also I think I've proven that deep, deep within the guidelines, the rules, the tone we set here, are principles that harken all the way back to the founding. Those principles are meant to guide us into the future, but they're meant to protect us if and when shit hits the fucking fan. So even though as a member of the council, I am obliged to make sure that everyone in my organization goes along with it. I want to leave you with this. Wherever you are tonight, or in the weeks to come, I expect you all to be on your fucking guard. And she quickly turns and walks off the stage and makes eye contact with a couple of the high-ranking officers that were sitting near her, and they exit quickly off to the side of the room. There's a moment of disbelief as everyone kind of exchanges glances. And then those who are in positions of authority, they've been trained for this kind of thing. They immediately begin sort of taking charge and ushering people out. This kind of leaves the four of you to decide what you want to do next. Are you going to head back to your dorms as you're quickly going to be instructed to do, or are you going to turn your attention elsewhere. You guys up for an adventure? You got an idea where to go. Want to go to the council chambers? That's kind of exactly what was in my mind. We'd get in trouble. We'd be found out. I think everyone's in trouble right now. And found out for what? That we're sneaking around past some sort of lockdown curfew situation. I'm pretty sure we're just doing what Tamblin told us to, right? I mean, you guys got that same sense. Oh, to leave, to go wherever we'd like. Yes, I definitely got that sense. Um, I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm still a little drunk. Uh, I just, can we, um, we should go. 
maybe just whatever volume you're at, half it, and then oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Sorry. Better. All right, that'll work. All right. Okay. I'll just cloth up. All right. Ella, are you in this? Well, I don't think I'm going to convince you guys to go back to the dorm like instructed, so yeah. Tell you what, if anyone catches us and you think you're going to get in trouble, just tell them that uh, you saw this guy sneaking out and you wanted to catch him, and I point at F. (laughs) There you go. Mm, Okay, yeah, good idea. Makes you the hero. Right. I don't like it, but I'm I'm not going to contest it. I did just realize I very explicitly left Campbell in the dorm. <laughs> like, very consciously made the choice to leave him there. Well, <laughs> might be easier to not go back to the dorm, but... Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Do we really want a tin can rattling around with us? <laughs> no, probably not. It's not better. Don't talk about Leo that way. I'm talking about <laughs> Campbell this time. <laughs> this time? <laughs> Not saying I won't do it again differently another time. Everyone roll a perception check. 13. 11. 16. 17. Okay, Ella and Walker, you catch a glimpse of a higher ranking official of Scout kind of turning and seeing the four of you kind of lingering on one side of the room. They begin trying to move past the kind of throng of people that are crowded together, making their way toward the exit to try to come over and instruct you where to go. Yeah, guys, I think uh, if we're going to do this, we should probably move fast. Let me set the scene for you. So where you guys are standing kind of at the front of the room, there is a side door off the side of the little dais where that goes back toward the kitchens. And that's the door that Tamlin left through off the kind of, if you're facing the stage, it's off the left-hand side. Everyone is exiting on the opposite side of the room where you guys came into this mess hall. So if you were to move toward that exit, you'd kind of like swept up in the crowd. You could avoid the scout that way. Or you could like sneak off behind through the kitchens, like in the direction that Tamlin left. There's like kind of two routes you can take. Does it seem like there's a way to kind of get into the crowd and then use that to like break line of sight and then cut back up and go through the kitchen door? Absolutely. If you're, if you're, Swift, I think you can use that to your advantage. I reached deep inside and would like to cast Pass Without a Trace to move us through the crowd and out of the room. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, has plus 10 bonus to dexterity, checks, and cannot be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. All right, so there's a throng of people that are making their way out. They're all kind of confused and a little anxious and worried. Uh, You guys are using that crowd to sort of like duck out of the main hall and then double back. Is that what what you're doing? Not all the way out of the main hall, just kind of like trying to break line of sight with the scout that was on the way in the crowd and then kind of getting on the other side of the crowd and working my way up towards the door that Tamblin had left through. Is that everybody's plan? Everybody going along with that? I think that sounds great. Yep. Yeah. All right. So everyone roll a stealth check for me. Plus 10. So six plus five is 11 plus 10, 21. I got a 22. 23. And Leo, what was yours? 29. 
I rolled a 19. <laughs> and I have a plus zero to stealth. Just imagine there's like a, like a metallic, like art piece of a person and you just kind of freeze in front of it. <laughs> or it's literally one of those silver and gold people, but like for real. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so uh, the crowd moves along, and, and as a couple of people kind of move in front of their vision, the scout loses sight of you and then figures you've all moved on. As the crowd's moving out, you kind of walk out into the main foyer. Some folks are turning to the left to go back to the stairwell that leads down to the dormitory, and others are leaving through the front gate out into the rain. And you guys duck off to the right, and there's another door that goes back in to the main room. And you can immediately duck back into the kitchens. And looking around back there, you quickly spot that there is another stairwell that leads upstairs. And seems like the only direction that Tamlin could have gone. Are we trying to follow Tamlin or are we just trying to make it over to wherever the council might be? I think she's going to where the council's going. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know where the council actually meets. I assumed one of you did. I don't know. I'm not from here. I do not. I don't barely know anything. I know some stuff really well, though. Like what? Uh, in particular, I'm very good at prophecy. I haven't been, like, no one's ever asked me, like, what I'm good at while we've been a part of this party. <laughs> Everyone's been so fixated on my weird religious tendencies that no one's bothered to pick my brain for any knowledge, ever. So you think prophecy is not a weird religious thing? Well, <laughs> no, but it is an <laughs> aspect of my knowledge and attributes. How dare you? That voice that said, like what, is the voice of Faramoss, oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's standing in the door that you guys just entered into the kitchens. And she says, interesting. Ah, that's really cool. What are you guys doing? We're supposed to be, uh, you know, rounding everybody up. And you guys are new recruits. So even though you're kind of Godot's special project, you also need to go back to your dorms. You know that, right? You're not supposed to be lurking in the kitchens when there's, you know, a curfew, lockdown. I take offense to the term lurking, thank you. What do you call standing in the shadows of the kitchen while literally everyone else in the building is quickly leaving? I don't know, skulking or something, but lurking, no. Okay, no, I'll allow it. Skulking works. Um, so what are you guys doing? Kind of got a sus vibe, that's all I'm saying. We got lost, <laughs> Um, and we're, we, we figured out where we got to go. Um, so thank you. But we, we're on our way back to our dorm. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? Yeah, everybody else was leaving. I saw you guys not leave and kind of duck into a side room. Uh, because I was standing right over there and you guys were very, very sneaky. No one else noticed you. Can I do an insight check to see if that's actually what happened? Yes, you may. Not great. So, nine. Everybody roll an insight. Fucking seven? Anybody else checking? Leslie? All right, I got this. <laughs> 21. Shit. As she's saying, like, oh, I was just, I was standing over there, and I saw you guys sneak in here. She's pointing to a spot in the room where she couldn't have possibly even seen you come in, like, and and maybe there's, like, a tiny little, like, flush on her cheeks as she's talking, and Ellie just kind of, you get the vibe that she actually is a little surprised to see you all here, and she's playing it off. 
how is it even possible for you to see us from that spot? I mean, it seems a little silly. And I get a little closer to her, just trying to intimidate. Roll an intimidation check then. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) I can use these horns if I want to. (laughs) Intimidation plus one. All right, let's see. Perfect. 13. Okay. It's enough, right? Like it's, it's like, you're not terrifying by any means, but she (laughs) kind of melts a little bit and says, okay, look, I didn't expect to find you guys here. I was just coming to check and see if anybody needed any help and make sure that none of the cooks or anyone in the kitchen were left behind. And and it's kind of scary, everything that's happening. And so I was just checking up. Yeah, that's... uh... Come with us if you want to live. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) We all look at F. What? Are you threatening me? Like, No, I'm saying you're being threatened. By whom? Well, it's clearly not me. What's what's threat in the cosmic sense? You used the words. You, the words came from your mouth. I'm a little confused. I, okay, what are any of us doing here? Right? It's an existential problem. What are any of us doing here? Really? That's the big question. Look, we know you are probably also uh, blindsided, none too pleased. Kind of want some answers on what's going on here. Well, yeah. If I had to guess, that's why you're back here. That's why we're back here. We're going to go where we're supposed to. We have a little unfinished business first. It's the whole reason we were brought in here. You're just going to have to trust us for a second, okay? Uh, why don't you give me a reason to trust you? I don't have a good one, but if you do, I'd uh, really appreciate it. Is that good enough? I mean, I guess you could roll persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and why not? disadvantage for that if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to make you roll disadvantage. <laughs> She's a little intimidated. <laughs> Is that a nat 20? <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> Let's fucking go. So, natural 20 plus persuasion. 22, baby. <laughs> so she's not easily intimidated, but she's clearly gullible. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did, was basically yeah. my argument. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, all right, yeah. No, I mean... Doe likes you, and Addie likes you a lot. But um, look, I don't know what you guys are doing, but to be honest, Tamlin has like, there's like a little stairwell over there, and she goes up to her office through there sometimes, and I saw her leave, and I, I feel like she likes me, like she gets me, and I get her, and I thought maybe I could just like ask her what's going on, because I feel like she's not being totally straightforward about it all, and it's not like her to be so like, She's kind of shook, you know what I mean? So I'm guessing you guys are going to talk to her too, right? So if that makes sense. You know, weirdly enough, that gives me an idea. How would you like to uh, help us out? It seems like we have the same goal in mind here. It's what I've been saying the whole time. What do you have in mind? <laughs> I don't think it is, F. I, I we, yeah. Damn. What if, what if you went up there and we hung back a little and just listened in? Maybe she'd have her guard down a little bit more and Okay. We could keep an eye out for you. Yes. Maybe uh maybe you could help us get the uh, the inside scoop on what's going on and uh if not we can tag out. We could put a little more pressure, but maybe there's a nice way to do this. I like it. It's bold. It's uh non-confrontational. You'd make a good diplomat, Walker. Yeah, no, that probably isn't true, but <laughs> appreciate it. 
Farah looks nervous, but she's like, okay, well, uh, I mean, I got a whole team here and I've been wanting to make a good impression on Tamlin for a while. And this is, uh, this is my moment. This is it. Okay. I'll do it. Let's do it. It's kind of through, it's up the stairs and left. And she's kind of like, I'll, I'll go, you guys come with me. And then you guys go up the stairs and you follow her in down the little hallway. And she's like, okay, stay here. Her office is on the left and I'll go, I'll knock, I'll pretend to be alone. And I'll just tell her what I'm worried about. And then do I bring you guys in? What's the plan here? Like, are you guys just going to hang out in the hallway the whole time? That's kind of weird. Maybe just uh, come back out when you're done and we'll go from there. Right. Okay. So what do I, what's the support? What do you need me for? Or I mean, what do I need you guys for? Well, you don't need us, but doesn't it feel nicer to have some friends have your back? It does. Yeah. Normally I don't do these things alone. You see, I like hang with my girls and like we do things together. Yeah. We're your girls. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. And she turns and marches down and on the left stops and she knocks on Tamlin's door and it creaks open and she looks inside and walks in and shuts the door behind her. I would slink up to the door and plop my ear right up on there. Try and listen in. Give me a big old perception check. Big old perception check. Come on, do good again. This would be a group perception check, I think. Group perception. Unless it's only unless it's no, only walk for doing this. Definitely nah, We got up that password out of trace. This is a <laughs> just a perception that it's sneak. I got another net 20? It, it is. I need Leslie to confirm it. Yeah. You heard me. You roll. don't need that. Like Josh only giggles row, like that when two there's a, a net row, 20. <laughs> two <laughs> two it is feels false. <laughs> Eight. I got a 15. Natural one. Nice. Uh you listen and you hear footsteps walking toward the door, but nothing else. Hmm. I, um, do, don't you guys, I feel like she's going to get dropped. They're getting louder. I think so. I don't think that this the, is a good, what? this, everything is going There's wrong. There's a hand on the doorknob. It's turning. Oh shit. Uh, back uh, natural. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just kind of pop an elbow up against the wall. <laughs> Look the other way. <laughs> The door pops open and you see the room is empty except for Farah, who's standing in the doorway. And she says, she's not here. Another secret door? Do you think the password's the same? Maybe they are all connected. Another secret door? But you guys already found a secret door in here in the observatory? Look, Farah. Farah. It wouldn't be Farah. Farah. Yeah, Farah promise to tell you absolutely everything mm-hmm. if okay you go downstairs uh-huh you keep an eye out okay keep watch for us i can do that yeah yeah and once we know what's going on mm-hmm. yeah you're the first to know right um i'm not doing that shit you're sure <laughs> yeah super positive no i damn it i don't see why i would do that i i came here i was gonna talk to I hit her on the back it. of the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll an unarmed strike, please. 
<laughs> or unless you're hitting her with something. Shit, fuck, that's a two. Um, oh my god. <laughs> you swing and uh, she just kind of like deftly moves to the side and brings her arm up and your fist strikes against her bracers. And she... I am going to need everyone to roll initiative. That's, that's what has to happen here. What the fuck? Um, <clears throat> I can't believe I fucked that up. I do. <laughs> I don't think you can knock her out in one blow, man. So you you strike, you get a, a surprise attack, and it is unsuccessful. And she holds up her fist, and you kind of strike, against, glance against her bracers, and your, your punch is diverted. And she looks back at you and says, Really, bro? After I brought you up here? Really? I trusted you. So she unsheaths a dagger and braces herself to fight. So Walker, you're top of the order. I will say that her body language is very just defensive. Like this is totally surprising and she's not like, it, it's, it's like muscle memory, if that makes sense. Like she draws the blade in like a moment's notice. Everything she's been trained for is to respond to an attack, but on her face is very clearly like you've had a moment between her, right? You've learned to kind of read her expression. You too, Ella. And you sense that like, this is really confusing for her, but she's ready for it. So what are you gonna do? I'm gonna jump between F and her and I'm gonna put up my hands and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm gonna look at her and go, he's drunk. And then I'm gonna look at F and say, we don't hit. We don't hit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. We're gonna, you're new to words. We're gonna learn to use them. We're sorry. We're gonna get there. And then I'm going to turn back to her and say, look, I can't explain everything right now. If you have to stay with us, that's fine. But just like, don't yell or anything. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys take your actions. And if that's what you want to do, then you're going to roll a persuasion check. And then I'm going to let everybody take a turn. We'll go through the order and then resolve it at the end. If that makes sense. Not as good. Uh, 11. Okay. All right. Leo, you're up next. There's a lot of really weird shit that's been going on in the city. We've kind of been central to a lot of it. That's why Godot has taken a, a liking to us in the first place. I think if we can talk to the council, we can A, be useful, and maybe maybe we can be paramount to finding some answers. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're trying to talk to the powers that be. I think that's a persuasion check as well. 18 plus. Very nice. Nice. Uh, oh, no, minus three. 15. <laughs> Wowzers. Bowsers. Okay. It's the 15. Still not bad. <laughs> All right. She rolled a very high insight check. She's not going to attack. She is still holding her blade in her hand. She's holding it with fist around the hilt, blade coming like out, like um, pointed down, right? So if she were to strike like a punch, the blade would cut. Right, rather than facing up as if she were going to like plunge it into one of you. It's more of a defensive sort of stance. And you can see her shoulders just relax a little bit, but she doesn't quite lower her guard. She says, I get that, right? Whole city's been on edge. Shit's weird. Everybody's confused. Godot is MIA. Like Tamlin is giving very foreboding terrifying speeches about lockdowns and being on our guard. Like, I get it. Shit's weird. But that was rude. Okay? 
That was really fucking rude. All I said is the room's empty. That's literally it. And if you guys are up to something, if you guys are trying to solve a mystery or you're trying to help Vesper, I get that. But you don't have to be fucking rude. I, I think you should get one free one on him. You know, I was just going to say the same thing. F raises his shoulders. <laughs> Their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Ella, it's your turn next. What do you do? Oh, I'm, my hands are like clasped and I'm just like looking side to side, like, oh my God, confrontation's happening. What's going on? Um, because everybody did what they did. I was going to do like exactly what Walker did, like hop in between, clear the room. But yeah, I think we're good. So yeah, uh, I guess I'll, I'll hold an action <laughs> if something does happen. Do you but, say anything? Uh, no, I'm just looking side to side. F, what do you do? It's so unfortunate that I go last. Um, <laughs> I, I just like offer my face up a little bit, like just out. And I'm like, you can do it. I just nod. Hit me. I deserve it. I just, I didn't mean, I didn't, I'm drunk. I'm new to, kind of new to drinking. I didn't mean, I was just worried that you were going to try to stop us from doing the good thing. And I'm sorry. I'm new to People that aren't a member of the future. I'm sorry. I would still have my face out, eyes closed, <laughs> waiting for it to come. The slap never comes. What you feel is an intense, an, an excruciating pain oh. um, on one of your nipples. <laughs> As she reaches up and gives you like a purple nurple. You remember those? <laughs> and she just like twists and says, <laughs> and you take four <laughs> points of emotional damage. <laughs> you now have one nipple. <laughs> and she says, I wouldn't do that without consent, but fuck you, man. Learn to trust people. Uh, and she sheathes her dagger and relaxes a little bit, although she's clearly not as comfortable around all of you. She says, all right, this is, this is the this is the deal, right? Tamlin is clearly like left the building, right? Like if she left this way, it leads to her office. I don't know where else she would have gone. We're on the second floor right now. Yes. Well, is there a window? There yeah, is no other window. exits. There's a window. Her office is actually pretty modestly sized for someone who is in such a high position. This kind of tracks with scouts. They're not like builders. They're not prone to sort of opulence or, or, or showiness or anything like that. There's a shelf full of journals, books, notes, records, things that she's probably kept. There is a desk kind of like as you walk into the left, the door is sort of on the um, far end of the room. There's just a wall to your right and then an open room to your left. And across the from you is a long shelf and then there is we'll say the window is like on the right hand side as you walk in right so the the window on the right hand side is facing outside into the rest of like the district it's looking over a bunch of homes there and then there's no windows on the wall where the bookshelves are and then there is a desk and a large painting far to the left and behind you maybe is like a low shelf where there might be some bottles containing some kind of spirit, probably cider, <laughs> um, maybe slick, maybe a highly refined version of slick that is a little harder to come by. 
that's basically the layout of the room. There's like a nice large rug in the middle and uh, a couple lanterns like hanging from the ceiling that cast kind of a soft glow. Locker's just going to kind of get in the middle of the room-ish and go, so Farah, do you play dragon chess? Badly. <laughs> I never understood uh, why they made him such a, and then I'll kind of like stop and then emphasize a little louder, short king, and look around the room and see if anything happens. She kind of looks around as you like emphasize the word short king. Is that like a No, spell sorry. I was something? just. I heard you guys I, are I like, have a speech impediment. Um, <laughs> huh. Check the walls, guys. And I'm going to go over and start <laughs> like inspecting the painting. Looking closer at it, it's a painting of Tamlin. Uh, she's much younger. And she's standing with her predecessor. And they're kind of like, not embracing, but they're sort of in kind of a very, it's like a moment of camaraderie. It looks like she's receiving some kind of certificate or medal or something. And uh, her superior is uh, another human woman who is, I think I said Tamlin was half elf. So Tamlin is a half elf. Uh, the woman in the painting is human and she is larger than Tamlin, who is a pretty like formidable looking stature. And it's clear that this is just like maybe depicting a moment between them where like, you know, kind of the torch is being passed or some, some, some sort of memory that Tamlin wanted, you know, captured for posterity. Otherwise it is just kind of like against the wall in not an ornate, but a very simple, modest frame. And if you run your fingers along the outside, you can kind of see that there's a little bit of space between it and the wall. It doesn't look like it's permanently affixed to the wall. It's hung there. So Somebody help me get the other side of this. And I'm just going to oh. kind of like, so Leo and I will take the painting or try and grab the frame and take it off the wall. Is there anything behind it? Yeah, there is. So the wall is brick and stone. I should say it's, it seems bricked, but it's like, it's smooth, like, like stone that's been hewn into sort of like roughly brick size. And, uh, there is a section that is sort of like too even where the bricks are kind of like staggered. There's like a section that's squared off a little bit underneath it. And in the middle of it is just an indentation with like a little like recess kind of looks like you could fit something down inside of it. Very small, like the size of maybe like a finger. It's, it's raised up oh, off yeah. the floor. Like a safe. And it's set in kind of like a safe would be, yeah. But it's not very obvious. It's like, you know, you, you're looking already for it. And it's clear once you lift it back that this is meant to be hidden. But it's not so well disguised that you wouldn't know it was there. And I couldn't fit like a finger in it. It's like smaller than that. Yeah. it's. I, I wouldn't say it's keyhole shaped, but I mean, it is like not much larger than what you'd... Did anyone bring the short king piece? Yes, I have it. Would that fit in this tiny hole? I'll shove it in there if I can, if it'll fit. Yeah, it doesn't. It's uh, The hole's too small for that. Mm. Dang. Check her desk. I'll go rummage through her desk. Surprisingly, her desk is not locked. Uh, all you really find in it, there's one large drawer underneath the desk kind of set into it. And inside the desk, you just find like there's a folder full of um, maybe like uh, assignments that have she's currently kind of monitoring what people are doing out beyond the wall uh, on the island and uh, internally. Just documentation that seems normal day to day business. Nothing out of the ordinary. Doesn't look to be here. I am. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty certain this isn't going to fit in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
I had that one coming. It's <laughs> Ella, any ideas? Well, I thought maybe the the piece, the chess piece, but I I don't know. Is it is it like a like a cylindrical like perfect hole in the wall? Or is it Yeah, it's like slightly misshapen, a little more like an oval. I'll call Farah over. Farah, sorry about obviously what just happened, but any ideas? And I'll kind of point out the shape. She's like very anxious. She's like, I feel really bad about this. We're like literally sneaking and snooping in Chief Tamlin's office. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you that like if that's, I mean, it looks kind of weird, but if it's a keyhole, like she's probably got the key on her. I mean. It's fair. She like just sticking her dagger into it and she's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like, like whatever it is, she's got it. Did you physically see her come up here or did she just leave through that door and you assumed? I did assume, but I'll tell you this, that before I got to the door, like I did hear something. And when I knocked, it just opened. She didn't open it. It just opened and it was empty. But it sounded like someone was in here. Well, look, and she points to the desk and there is a a beverage like set there and the beverage is cooling. And so it's clear whatever Tamlin was drinking when she left the stage, she's set here. She's like, she's obviously been here. I'm going to check out the bookshelf. You said there was a bookshelf as well? Okay, roll an investigation check. Uh, 17 total. So this will be fun. No, I was going to say, if if that doesn't work, I will for sure investigate the bookshelf because I realized I haven't been using a trait this whole time. <sighs> What's the trait? Cool. I get to add a d4 to every investigate roll. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. You can help if you want, and then uh, give uh, Walker advantage on that roll. Yeah, we'll do it. Why not? I'll, I'm going to switch dice. <laughs> I feel, it feels wrong. Is that a third nat 20? That's a third nat 20. So literature in Vesper is it's kind of in short supply because books weren't something that were really brought over from the old world, right? Like history and stories and lore became an oral tradition. So you're a little surprised to see a bookshelf. This would be curious, you know, in the first place, because you probably don't see them a lot in Vesper. But as you're looking over these, you realize that these are more journals. These are more like records that Tamlin has kept. And then her predecessor also kept And it seems weird that these wouldn't be like locked down and kind of like looking at the spines, what's written on the end of them is maybe an indication as to like why they're not locked down, but they're all recorded here. What do you think they say? I'm just curious, like this is a world building moment. What do you think? Oh man. I think that there's definitely some notations on like what they've learned of Triton culture and maybe Triton weaknesses. Or like like little like contingency plans involving the not so a hundred percent peaceful neighbors. Interesting. Um, I think that there's field reports from outside of the walls and like the ancient city and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's reports of effects of people that have spent too much time there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking along the spines of these things and maybe pulling a couple of them out here and leafing through them and you're finding that there is these these are sort of her personal logs on ideas and plans and things that leadership within scout are sort of notating for you know any possible plan or any possible outcome just 
this is her own personal research and her predecessors as well. And so they've all been bound and they've been put here. And you're looking through these archives and these catalogs. Uh, can I add one more? Yeah. Just since yeah. you gave me the opportunity. Please. One of them is just a bunch of different, like not fully realized designs for some sort of munition-based projectile weapon. I did set myself up for that one, didn't I? <laughs> not completed. All of them like, no, oh, no, that won't work, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. None of it is really complete though, right? These are these are these are notes, these are sketches. I mean, it's clear that these are not like this is stuff that like if somebody got a hold of it, might be damning or might be like, you know, sensitive, but it's not the like ultra classified materials. These are like her personal records, thoughts right. on things. And so those notes and sketches and ideas and all all are presented in there. I will say there is there are a couple pages within one volume that are kind of terrifying. They don't draw anything. There's no, there's no artistry to it. There's just a word, not a word. There's a, there's a sentence or two. It says, it returned. Thank God it can't breach the gap. I'm going to just tear that page out and keep it. And then I'll tell everybody about it as well. As you're putting this back, you're shoving that into your pocket. Maybe you've reached like the end of a row of books, even though there's more books there. Like the next one, you kind of tap against it and feel that it's a little hollow. And you realize that like the next like three volumes are sort of like stuck together. I'll kind of try and pull on them, see if they react as a lever or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and they're really, really sturdy. And so you have to pull kind of hard. And when you do, there's a loud click and there's a release of pressure and the whole shelf kind of goes just a little bit, right? Releasing air from beyond as whatever mechanical lever you've just pulled on open the shelf and it doesn't move automatically it just releases that pressure and you sense there's a crack between the two shelves i'm gonna get really serious and kind of pull that paper out before anything and turn look at farah like directly in the eye read that piece of paper this um this is a notation from tamlin it says it's returned thank god i can't breach the gap I don't know what that means, but what I can tell you is if this door leads where we think it does, shit could get really dark. Now, we can't tell you what to do, but I'd suggest you don't come with us. Because once we're down there, I don't know. And look, you're tough, but we took you out earlier. And whatever down, whatever's down there is probably a whole lot fucking meaner than us. Do the rest of us hear this as well, this conversation? Yeah, I said it out okay. loud to everybody. Right. I'm quivering. You're quivering. Like shaking. She says, wait, what do you think's down there? Could be Tamblin and uh, a couple other people having some weird secret society sex party. Could be uh, actual <laughs> demon crawling up from the pits of hell. I'm not really sure. Either way, I don't think you want to be a part of it. Ella, you got on her face before you were kind of like reading her pretty well. Now reading her body language, you can kind of sense like, I mean, she's furbolg. You can sense the hair standing up on the back <laughs> of her neck, so to speak. And she takes a little step back and looks around at all of you. She kind of turns to you and makes eye contact. She says, I know who you are. If Tamlin's down there, that means your dad is down there. Right. At the sex party. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was a joke. Just a... Yeah, I really don't think it's a sex party, y'all. I think... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't, but I don't think that's what it is. We're not king shaming. 
It's <laughs> I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. We need to go down there and figure out what they're meeting about, more information. I mean, we, we knew he would be a part of any of that because it's, it's a council meeting. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully everyone is okay, really. Yeah, this isn't the first uh, secret tunnel situation that we've seen. So I assume it leads. this would lead back to the place we were in before. So we won't be lost, at least. You should be careful, though. You should probably go back and get back with uh, Hax and Addie. Oh my god, yeah, I didn't even... Make sure they they're could okay, They could be so scared. Too. They must be so worried about me. Oh my god, you're right. Okay, no, no, I definitely need to go check on them. Okay, so... Okay, you guys, seriously... And she like points and she's like, I'm going to hang that back up. Do not tell anyone we were fucking here. Because again, you guys are assuming a lot of weird shit about Tamlin, what's going on. Like, I just want answers. And I don't know why I trusted you guys. We could get in so much trouble. I'm going to go. You guys should go do your thing. I won't say anything. But if anybody asks me, I got to stick with my girls. And I'm not going to throw you guys into the bus, but you're on your own. Okay. Wait, if we turn up dead, you know, burn the whole place down. And then I'll just kind what? of go yeah, into the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of stone. I don't. My child, Campbell, is in our dorm. Ah, <laughs> yes. And it needs to be fed every five hours. <laughs> fed? Really? <laughs> I roll a deception check, please. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> Two minus three, <laughs> negative one. Okay. She wants to try and eat the fish. <laughs> she's just like, like, everything's really grave, and then you say that. She's like, right. Okay. Rolls her eyes a little bit. Like, she's got the look of like, okay. And turns and says, it eats Good luck. soup. <laughs> she says, you go... I am going to close this bookshelf behind you, just so you know. Because if she comes back that way, I don't want her to know that, like, anybody's gone. So you guys are going to go in. I'm going to shut that, hang the painting, leave. No one will know. Goodbye. You pile into a small, narrow passageway as the shelf closes behind you. You hear it latch and kind of feel the air from the room beyond vanish and it is completely pitch black. Do you have a light source? I can create one using uh, magical tinkering and one of my rocks. Mm. We can create a light with radius of five feet and uh, dim light for an additional five feet. A light appears as Leo fumbles for a rock and you can see now some cables that are running along the backside of this hole. And for just a moment, maybe you're unsure about what to do because you can't go back and you can't move forward. And the cables are rattling. And you hear the sound of a lift returning to its position here. And after a few moments, it arrives. It slowly comes to a halt and loudly kind of like clicks into place and shakes. And you can see that there is a large lever 
inside just to the left and only one direction to go. We just go, right? Whatever. So if we take this down, we might just run right into someone. I mean, it's hard to imagine they won't hear it moving. I mean, it was, I thought that too, but it's like a secret passage. So in theory, it's kind of quiet, right? Well, also, we don't know that they're just right at the bottom of this. It could be more tunnels, right? Yeah. We spent a lot of time talking. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not trying to talk about us talking a bunch or anything, but like, we gabbed. But it just came back up. Like someone just used I it. I think it's triggered to the door. Oh, that oh. makes sense. Oh my God, F your genius. Sometimes. <laughs> no one tries to listen to me or chooses to or something. I, is it, listen, are you, is it, are you being an objective listener or, uh, hmm, I don't know. All right, let's go. <laughs> I am a passive listener. I'm still a little drunk, I'm sorry. Cider was really good though. All right, game plan, what's up? I mean, stealthy as long as we can. I don't know what else we can really... We don't know what we're getting into. We don't know what we're going down to, so... Well, I mean, we kind of do, don't we? If this is a secret tunnel, we know that they are most likely meeting in that center room. They look like a map was before. That's It's like the center point, right? It has to lead back there. Ella! You genius! Oh, me and you. <laughs> we should run this. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't think of that, you know? Like, the future didn't think of that. It's so wild. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I, th I think we just get as close as we can, as quietly as we can. Listen before we're doing anything hasty. Maybe we need a maybe we need a safe word, depending on what kind of party we're walking into. I won't hit anyone this time, unless we need to. How about pick, pick a word you don't think any of us are going to say? Oh, I know. Future. <laughs> and we're definitely going to say that. <gasps> what about, I mean, we say apples all the time, right? So, like, banana? <laughs> <laughs> if someone says banana, then you can start swinging. I think I got it. I think I think that you think that you've communicated that properly to me, and I've heard it. That's good news. Who throws weapons, by the way? I mean, I think we all have throw, but... I have a dagger. Uh, I have the <laughs> ability. I'm, yeah. I'm dexterous. My aim's not bad. Why? I have... I, I can imbue a weapon with the ability to return to you. Oh. Actually, yeah, I would love that. All right. But I can do two. I don't think I'll be throwing things. <laughs> I have two short swords if no one else is taking you up on it. Sure. All right. I can do... I can do both of those. All right. Yeah, two short swords of returning. Um... Infuse item. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch up to two non-magical objects, imbuing each of them with one of your artificial infusions, turning okay. it into a magic item. So you would do that at the end of a long rest. So it would have been something that you did prior, not during this gotcha. elevator ride. That is okay. okay. Now we know. Never mind. Now we know. Sure. Okay. Sorry. Sorry for I'm, the can, confusion. Can I walk her hands over his swords like really excitedly? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. Give me six hours. Can, can, no, no, no. Can I just say that like Leo fully believes he can do this in the elevator ride down. <laughs> Trust me. I really think I can do this. And so can I just have you roll a persuasion check? <laughs> me? Just, yeah. Yeah. Leo. Okay. Okay. 
was gonna say, do you think Walker knows it didn't work? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, persuasion though is minus three. So 13. I rolled pretty well. I rolled a 16, but 13 persuasion. I think roll an insight check, Walker. Uh, natural 16 and insights plus one, so 17. Okay. Yeah, he seems very, very sure, but I think Walker's confident that nothing really went down. This is new to Leo, so he's pretty <laughs> certain that he definitely infused these weapons. Oh, no, no, throw them. They'll come right back. <laughs> yeah, no, if, uh, if the situation arises, I'll definitely... We'll try... Yeah, no, we'll, tr- we'll try these out back at the at the, once we're done. I mean, <laughs> little testing might be in you order. Got them, use them. They're... This could have led to a very interesting situation in which Walker <laughs> finally got my swords. swords. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> over oh, a man. cliff, <laughs> just, <laughs> just gone down into an endless pit. <laughs> well, <laughs> return, <laughs> return. <laughs> swords come back. What, what do you say, Short King? Short King. <laughs> I all saw Triton cry today. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. It's just bubbles coming out of his eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the longest fucking elevator ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you make it to the bottom. It, it comes to a halt silently. And... What you see as you step out is a long hallway and it's lit by softly burning little sconces along the wall. And it's just a, a long, very nondescript underground hallway, like as if it were some sort of bunker. Walker will kind of go out in front and start doing hand motions. like That no one else understands, yeah. <laughs> two fingers to my eyes and then forward and then like one arm goes up and, like I touch my elbow and then like I tap it twice and then I like do a circle <laughs> F nods follows and runs laps around him <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight space so that's impressive Shh. I mean no get behind me we're already we're already quiet because I did the quiet thing do you remember yeah but we still have... okay oh right we still have to try and be a little quiet all right it helps. It's not going to do it all for us. Okay. I'm going to go in front, but you guys got to stay close enough so that you don't lose the, the thing. Fine. How long has it been since F has cast Pass Without a Trace? It's been close to an hour. Not quite. All right. So let's hurry. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put a little pressure on that. As you step out, it's not, it's not very long, but you walk down and then you come into a slightly wider space. So the space you're in is like five by five. It's narrow, single file. Uh, what is the marching order? I'm in front. I'll be behind him. I like tried to go out in front, but he's just faster. I'll go right behind Walker. I'll I'll take up the rear. Yeah, I put on my little hood and uh, I get my bow and arrow out uh, just in case something happens. I'm humming, which again, I recently discovered within the last 24 hours how to hum. <laughs> I hit you just a little hard on the back of the head, like with a knuckle. Stop. You can hum later or do it in your head. Do you know how to do that? I've been talking to myself for not longer than cool. you've been alive. I can't so even think of how long you've been alive. You're so old. You're you're practiced. Let's let's do what we're good at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the hall comes to an end at a wide splits off to the right. If you kind of peek around the corner, you can see it goes into a room, a large room of some kind. Uh, it looks like it's about 
20 feet across, but you can't really see what's beyond it to the right-hand side. Um, and then to the left, the hallway kind of continues on. Just a, It kind of goes on, angles a little bit, but you can see that it, it, it keeps going further down. Um, everyone roll a perception check when we hit this Y. This is 16. 8. 24. Ooh, a 24. Nice. So the 16 is sufficient to see the surroundings, uh, but Ella, like your eyesight is so sharp, you can immediately kind of sense both from the sound that their boots are making and also just catching the glimpse of somebody walking to the left down the hallway. You can see a figure at least like 60 feet in the very, very dim light down at the end of that corridor crossing the hallway. Uh, and it looks like they're carrying, like there's a scabbard at their side. So they're obviously carrying some kind of weapon. Um, they pause for just a moment as they walk past the corridor and continue on. To the right, nothing. Just a room. Okay. I relay this information. It's movement in the left. Doesn't seem to be anything in the right yet. Do we split up and look for clues? <laughs> Cover more ground that way. <laughs> no, no, we don't. That was a bad idea. I'm sorry. Let's let's hang to the left, if that's where people are. I mean, we're looking for people, right? And that's where a guard is. Um, I mean, if we go to the right... We could probably slip past the guard, and uh, I would assume if there's a guard, they're guarding something, right? It's true, yeah. I think we go left. I start walking. Because I have the bubble. Yeah. I am close behind, so I don't get yeah. out of the bubble. We just follow you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I take us left. <laughs> F you peek your head like very carefully around the corner to look and you don't see anyone. And then it's not until you like turn back around and you're looking back down the opposite way. Like the person who walked across, maybe the same person, you're not sure. There's someone turning a corner and walking back down this like intersection directly toward you. And there's no hallway forward, yes? There is a hallway forward. There yeah, you've hallway reached, forward. yeah, you've reached the end. So at the end of the hallway, there is another corridor that crosses it, and then one that goes straight ahead. Um, with your dark vision, you can see that the one that goes straight ahead looks like it goes into another room that doesn't look like it has a hallway beyond it. It ends in some kind of room, but you can't see what's inside of it from where you are. What do we think, straight ahead? I guess, I don't know. That makes sense. You're the one with the bubble. Go with the bubble, straight ahead, until morning. Quickly. We cross the path. You cross the path. I'm crossing the vision, technically. Everybody's going to have to roll a stealth check right here. Okay. With a plus 10 still. Yep. Mother of God. Fucking two again? Throwing away these digital dice. So that's four plus 10. 14. <laughs> yeah, go back to physical. 23. 27. Uh, I rolled a 17 plus five plus 10. So real good. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 30, that's a that's a 33 30, <laughs> or no 32 32 i yeah. hop across the hallway like a gazelle <laughs> uh, with sharpened horns ready yeah. so, so the lowest was a 14 from f yeah of course it was sorry dude <laughs> it suck. you all move into the room and f you're you're not wearing like a cloak right but you're wearing like kind of flowing like garb like, like you're Leg coverings, your pants are kind of flowing a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Leg covering. <laughs> your leg covering. <laughs> you know, pants. Your leggings, sir. The fantasy narrator really gets in there and fucks shit up. Yeah, your pants are flowing. So uh, you snag them on the edge of uh, 
the stone as you're entering the small five foot corridor and your friends go on in front of you into this room beyond. And uh, you manage to get him free, but you hear the guard approach and they stop and crane their neck a little bit and say, Jerry, is that you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you say yes. 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 <laughs> do you do anything to disguise your voice? <laughs> you just He's do that voice. <laughs> yes, it's me. Okay, do a performance check. You've it's never done so bad. You've never done Jerry before. <laughs> 18 minus 2, 16. 16. <laughs> but that's not so bad. I rolled a nat 20. Fucking shit. <laughs> I rolled that 20 on that insight. Um, Good shit. Good shit. You say, you say yes (laughs) in your best Jerry. (laughs) We have never met. (laughs) Standard Jerry accent. (laughs) (laughs) And he puts a, he puts a hand to his sword on the, the hilt of his sword at his hip. And you hear it loosen just a little bit. And he takes a step forward and says, Jerry, you, Sound like you got a cold. What's going on? Why are you sitting there in there in the dark? Aren't you supposed to be guarding the other end of this? They're having a meeting right now. What are you doing down here? Banana. Punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I want a bonus action. Get my echo behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I turn around like, guys, come on. (laughs) F, you said... That you are going to punch him. Before initiative, just give me, I'll, I'll do a straight, I'll just do straight decks. We'll just do that. I'm just going to stick with digital one more time. If it fucks me. Which I know is good for you. Shit. It's eight. It's eight. It's eight. It's six plus two. He is out of He's here. He's going to go cry in the walk-in uh, for a little bit. Crossland has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> he went to get a new D20. Damn it. God damn it. Yeah, I rolled an eight scene. It would have been hard to Oh beat. my god! So uh, you you strike out again. I mean, you all your training has prepared you for this, but what it didn't prepare for you for was to be fighting in basically darkness. So even though there are little sconces and torches, it's pretty dimly lit down here. And you strike out, and he does a kind of like a duck back and goes, "Whoa, Jerry! Wait a sec, you ain't Jerry, is you?" And that's going to be initiative. So everybody, go All ahead right. and roll them. <clears throat> I'm going. I'm going back with fancy dice. I don't. I don't like this whole don't, being don't fair thing. <laughs> don't risk it. You wouldn't believe what I rolled. Nat twenty. I rolled a one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would believe that. Somehow I would believe <laughs> no, it. I, you know, I actually 100 percent believe it. Um, <laughs> I'm. You are drunk. Remember. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to blame that for all 14 hours hour. of my gameplay so far. <laughs> like, Almost. Put your He's probably sobering in the up. Discord so I can send you a paradise. <laughs> yeah. like, Someone's got to help this poor lad out. It's uh, 18. Um, so you said an 18 walker? You guys all rolled like I Okay. Oh, no. What's the next lowest one? Give me your... <laughs> seven. That many of us. Eight. A seven, an eight, and a one. Okay, so, uh, gotcha. F at the bottom again for the second initiative of the night. <laughs> Yeah. Might have to respec as a drunken master at this point. Mm, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You strike out F. You swing a punch. It's a swing and a miss. He ducks and immediately pulls his short sword 
and swings up in a, in a kind of a repost. Reposting my fist. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate for me. <laughs> this is a great little uh, reaction, actually. When a creature misses this bandit guard with a melee attack, the guard can use its reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the creature. So before its turn, even, it is going to attempt to repost, and it missed. So now it's going to roll again. I rolled a plus four. That's a 16 to hit. Uh, does that hit your AC? Uh, 16, yeah. 16 hits. It's going to do nine points of slashing damage. And it's clear, as soon as you strike out, his reflexes are fast, and clearly you're dealing with a level of training you would recognize as someone who's trained in martial combat. You and Walker, you too. And this sword might as well be a shield as well, so he's he's clearly very well trained. And that's going to move us next in the order to Walker. All right. I'm going to, like I said, bonus action, bonus, ac- bonus action, manifest echo. Hey, you use your use your returning swords. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I'm gonna put the echo right behind him, and I'm gonna rush up in front of him. Okay. And I'm just gonna take my attacks from the echo's position, which would be theoretically flanking with. Yes, that that'll do it. So yeah, I'll go ahead and take. So uh, the guard sees you right like now, but ghost swinging. That'll be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does it look like when you're fighting from your echo? Nothing? You just <laughs> you it's like I almost go to make a move and then there's just like a blur where I am and the echo like my arm is now the echo's arm and it's like I don't have an arm for a second. Oh, that's cool. It's just like kind of like a blurred shadow where my arm would be and you see my arm apparate out of the echo and take a swing. Mm. So uh 17 to that hit. That hits. All right, so that's going to be four damage. And I'll do uh, my action search and do it all again. <laughs> oh, hey, but that's a natural 20. So nice. And not from the dice, because I was rolling two at once for advantage. It's from the other nice. dice. So it's just me. Okay, go ahead and roll that damage. Yeah, as much as crosses are just him, I think. So. <sighs> That's six into three, so that's nine, and then plus three, so that's twelve. So four, and then twelve, and that's nice. So sixteen damage total. Wow, stress. So as you rush into attack, you attack from your echo. You can see he's wearing splint armor underneath, kind of like a a little cloak that he has on. And the splint armor, it it becomes obvious to you what his defenses are, and you kind of like slide in there, and you manage to slice him kind of along the side. You'd get in between. Uh, his his armor and do a significant amount of damage and you hear the blood spill on the floor and you can tell that if you do much more to this guy like he'll die um like you you've done so much in one you hear kind of his breath escape and he's like fuck i wish jerry was here (laughs) (laughs) i am jerry what do you mean (laughs) all right someone knock him out You see the color drained from his face, Leo, as the apparition he did not expect appears behind him and slides a blade uh, into his side and, and, and carves into him. Uh, what do you do? I believe I already have some magic stones prepared. Yeah, I think we said you did. So I'll just throw a, I'll throw a rock at the dude's head. Fall <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus four to 16. Okay, yeah, you throw the rock, it hits the side of the stone where he's standing, just just beyond this little narrow 
entryway into this room and makes a very muffled explosion that sends some of the stones skittering, but it is dampened by the spell that F cast. Uh, it doesn't seem to do much damage to him. It just kind of like bounces off of his armor and across the floor. All right, so um, there's not a whole lot else I can do. I'll make sure to be out of the way, like out of the uh, line of fire for Eleanor. Okay, I will use a bonus action called Slayer's Prey. As a bonus action, you designate one creature you can see within 60 feet, and the first time each turn that you hit the target with a weapon attack takes an extra 1d6 damage. The benefit lasts until you finish short or long rest or if you designate a different creature. I use that ability, Slayer's Prey, and then I go for a a shooty shot with my longbow. That's 14 to hit. It's a little cramped in here, especially for a longbow. You're not, you're very far away from it. At most, maybe like 15 feet. So you're kind of like trying to get off a shot in very close range with a longbow. And uh, it just glances off of his armor and goes skittering across the floor in the hallway behind him. There's a moment in which like it hits the floor and slides beyond that bubble of silence that you're all shrouded by. Probably a very like, Oh, God, like anything that escapes this bubble might attract the attention of someone else. I think you'd all be very cognizant of that. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to uh, realize I miss and be like, oh, my God, like a longbow is probably not the uh, best choice. So I will um, take out my dagger and run up in like combat range. Got it. Okay. Uh, F, that leaves you. I'm hitting him in the fucking face. You got this. This is when your natural 20 is going to happen. It's a 16 plus four. Hell yeah. Dirty 20? Yeah, so it's a dirty 20. Nice. Yeah. That hits. And then that's one. I could just bonus action. I'll hit him again. Uh, so that's a 17. Why don't you roll damage on both okay. of those? Sure. And is this lethal? Are you lethal? Are you doing lethal damage? I would. Yeah. No, no. We're not going to kill him. We're not going to kill him. I'm asking. I don't think we're going to kill him. Do you think we should kill him? It's your choice. I don't think we should kill him. I'm just going to hit him. No, 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 no. I don't think you have a lot of time to talk about it. It's your choice. Yeah, no. I'm I'm going to I'm going to just hit him for 10 non-lethal damage. Right in the fucking throat so that you can't talk about Jerry ever again. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm angry. He stabbed me for 9 damage. <laughs> I, I just go straight for the throat. You know, he's he's down. He's been stabbed in the back. I see him flinch a little bit, and it exposes this little nice section in the neck, and I just punch him right in the neck twice just to put him down. Might, might damage the windpipe, might break it, but not, you know, not too bad. It's not going to it's not gonna put him down forever, just for now. That's what you think. <laughs> Some of the colors already drained out of his face, and you hear now his breath just... <sighs> and a long rasp, and his eyes roll back into his head, and he whispers... I love you, Jerry. <laughs> just, oh, just tell Jerry I love him. <laughs> when we beat his ass next, yes, for sure. Most definitely. I could have flurry of blows to you. It's a good thing we didn't kill him because we would have had Jerry hunting us for the rest of this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 episodes. You turn around and you just see like uh, Jerry standing in the hallway. He goes, Hank. <laughs> that, that is the name that I wrote down. Hank. Um, no, I, it, yeah, you hear, you hear him whisper something, and you hear the word Jerry one last time, and he falls to the floor. 
And the timing couldn't be better because at that moment, the spell ends. You're no longer shouted by Pass Without a Trace, but you've got a, an unconscious guard at your feet and plenty more to explore. As he falls, Walker would want to like real quick now switch spots with the echo and kind of try and catch him by the shoulders and mm. drop him down quietly. Kind of prop him in a corner like again or against the wall. So it looks like maybe he just kind of decided to take a little nap on the job, you know, just kind of sitting there. <laughs> nice. How tall is this uh, this Hank man here? Uh, we'll say he's, um, well, hold on. Rolls 2d6. <laughs> he's 18 feet tall. <laughs> uh, he's five foot three. Oh, little guy. He's five foot three. All right. Well, Hank had a growth spurt, and uh, <laughs> I now look like Hank at six foot tall. <laughs> I cast disguise self on myself. Okay. To uh, look nice. very much like Hank. I don't know that his name is Hank. I don't think that was actually something that got revealed to us as characters. I but. think, correct me if I'm wrong, but as disguised self, you could look like someone, as long as you don't change the size of the creature, it's like, it it works, right? You can look up to one foot shorter or taller than yourself. Oh, and you're seven feet, so you're just, <laughs> you a growth spurt for sure. <laughs> oh shit, it's a boss fight. His second form is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you prop him up. There's a chair in the room behind you. It, it's it's the, the the room that you guys were in. It's just kind of a empty sort of storage space. You find a chair, you prop him up, maybe make him look like he's sleeping on the job. Or do you hide him from view altogether? No, I'm going to put him there. And then um, would it be within any form of reason to think that Walker would keep like a, like an empty flagon on his belt, considering I'm constantly trying to snag booze from people. Yeah. I'm going to take that off and I'm just going to like put it like half in his hand, kind of half on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like he drank himself to sleep. Nice. <laughs> and there's definitely still a little bit of old booze in there. So um, someone's going to have to do a medicine check, I think, on this gentleman who's bleeding. <laughs> you stepped in for 16 points out of 20 <laughs> HP. That's a lot of fucking damage. Um yeah, so somebody somebody, or all of you need to do a medicine check. Anybody got good medicine? I mean, I'll do it, but it, mine's not great. Is he dying? Zero. I mean... Like, if I did spare the dying, would he be okay? Ooh, I like that. Read, read it to me. It says, Cantrip, uh, you touch a living creature that has zero hit points. The creature becomes stable. Spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, stabilizing him. Yeah, so you, you what does it look like when you do this magic? I will walk up to him and put my hand on his chest and close my eyes and then just uh just a little a little glow will come from my hand like under my hand and uh his veins might light up a little bit or something coming from the chest and nothing super crazy but color comes back to his skin i'm not sure what what race he was or what he looked like so i can't describe exactly the color but He's just like a human guy, <laughs> an elf guy. Yeah, I did. I didn't say, but uh, he looks to be half elf. And uh, when you press your hand to his chest, the wound on his side kind of closes up a little bit. And you hear his breath stabilize a little bit <laughs> as you're standing there, just keeping this man from dying. A scaled hand reaches down and slides a flask into <laughs> into this gentleman's hand and props it up like he got drunk on the job and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just going to lean forward, give him a little, little kiss on the forehead and say, good night, my sweet prince. And then <laughs> start walking towards uh, <laughs> the room that we're trying to get to. Okay. How are you guys going to determine which, you're like at an intersection here, a T. Hey, you say, how are you going to determine which direction you want to go? Can we, can we listen for voices? Sure. Yeah. Roll a perception check. Everybody or just Leo? Anyone who would like to do listening. 13. 13. Same. How do you feel about a six? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. With a 13, uh, two 13s in the group, the place is extremely silent. Now, you listen, you hear not the sounds of, like, a group discussion by any means, but you hear boots kind of echoing down a chamber, and you hear a soft voice say, y'all need anything? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I'll go check on uh, Hank. And those boots begin walking in your direction. And that is going off to the left. So if you're standing at the T to the left, now you hear another guard kind of walking back down toward you along this corridor. I think we have to get him. Oh I mean, I, I look like this person. Remember that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I made myself look like the guard. <laughs> You yeah. did, you did, and you you do. Um, a little hunch, taller. Hunch a little bit. I, I will, I, I'll, I'll play it off. I'll be like pretty, More, pretty okay. hunched down. I'm, it's nine inches. It is a yeah, nine a inch different. That's what you said, five foot three? Yeah. I did say five foot three. Yeah, I rolled, I rolled a D8 and a D6. <laughs> five foot three is a very yeah, short person. Short. He's, I don't know, I rolled Walker. the dice. I didn't have anything for you. It's shorter than Walker. I am going to play it off as short as I can, just very loosey-goosey with, like, leaning down a little bit. No. Where are you confronting <laughs> this guy, right? Because you're at this intersection, uh, this this sort of T. There's a room, but, like, outside of the room, there's an intersection, and you propped him up against the wall. You know, there's a guard walking toward you. Leo, you look just like this guy. Where are you, Where is this confrontation going to so take place? Are you going to, like, try this, to head him off? Uh, this person is coming down a hallway towards us. Yeah, yeah, he's walking like you, you. So you guys came toward this intersection. He's coming from the left. Like if you were walking back toward the intersection, he's coming from the left back. He just checked in on a group of people and excused himself. Now he's walking back down the hallway to quote unquote check on Jer- or check on Hank. Maybe we all duck back into the room. And uh, yeah, I think we. I think we let Leo take care. I think. I think the best call is to let Leo do it. I mean, as soon as he sees. Also, Hank, in the thing, passed out. Unless He'll put, come running back. Unless we put Hank in that room. Bring him in the room. Leo, what's the secret word? Banana. Perfect. <laughs> just remember right. banana. I, and we're just, I, I grab long I go for. I go for Hank's legs. <laughs> I go for his top. <laughs> All right, we're just going to shuffle into the room real quick. <laughs> Jerry's coming from the west end of the corridor. Uh, Hank originally came from the east end and you guys came from the south to the north and you're standing in the middle of this intersection and everyone else is hiding in the room just to the north of where you're standing. So I'd like to like lean down maybe against this corner, like kneel down, just look like I'm attentive, but resting a little bit. Okay. So I can, so I can talk to Jerry who's walking by. Attentive, but resting. <laughs> so like, well, this like, is uh, like, my feet. just getting off my yeah. feet a little bit, but looking, I've got a vantage point. I can look down this way. I can look down this way. Is it like the squat thing where you're like sitting on in an invisible chair, like leaning against the wall? Like one of those moves? Yeah. Kind of like that. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I like that. Everyone shuffles the real Hank back into the room and you do a, a deep wall sit. <laughs> a deep wall squat as uh, you hear Jerry's boots click closer toward you. As I hear a boots clicking, I'm going to try to recreate that voice as best as I can and say, Jerry, is that you again down the hallway? <laughs> well, let's hear it. Recreate it as best as you can. Jerry, is that you? <laughs> That's pretty good. There was a little bit of a draw there. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Boots stop. And a voice calls out of the, you know, the dim light down the hallway and says, Hank, you got some kind of cold or something? You sound weird. <clears throat> and he continues walking toward you. What are you doing off your feet, man? You're supposed to be uh, touring the corridor all night. They're having one of those big, important meetings again. And this one's... This one looks mighty serious. Yeah, knee's been acting up a little bit. You know how it is. But I, I've got vantage points down both hallways. Yeah. I guess if they were going to come from anywhere, I guess they might come from down there. But uh, listen, man, we're, <clears throat> we're short-staffed. You got to keep you got to keep moving. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you let it go a little bit? Can I, a couple minutes, my knee's really bothering me. I think it's the rain. Um, I think there's a storm coming in. Well, yeah, I mean, it's raining cats and dogs up there. Um, I don't think it's coming in. I think it's here. Listen, I get it, man. It's late. We've been working long hours. And I love you like a brother. Aww. Like a brother. Um, Friends. I'm glad we didn't kill him now. Like, like <laughs> this deep backstory is hurting me. Between you and me, all this mess, everything's been going on here in the city is... Uh, Man, it hurts. It feels like, man, it feels like those dark stories about those uh, those dark times from before. It, it's, it gives me, I don't know, it gives me bad vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, he kind of checks his non-existent watch. Because <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> he says, listen, two minutes, right? Take two minutes. Rest those dogs. I'm sure they're barking. And back on your feet. We cannot let anyone else see us like this, man. We're we're at the top of our game. We are the elite. Yeah. Last thing we want is for Roz to catch us sleeping on the job. You know what I'm saying? Also, you've been mm -hmm. drinking. What is that? Better not be drinking on the job. We'll drink after. You want to go for a drink after? I might want to go for a drink after. I don't know. It depends when we get out of here, man. I got shit to do tomorrow. I'm going to continue on. All right. Don't let me catch you again rest of the night. Fair. You won't. All right. And he uh, moves on down the hallway. You hear his boots clicking off into the dim light of the corridor. Starts to whistle a little tune very softly to himself. Hey, should we, uh, should we put real Hank right here against the wall? Just like you fell asleep? I mean... Ella? I, I guess so. All right, real Hank. Put him against the wall. <laughs> Carry him back up. <laughs> Set him back yeah. up with the drink. Yeah, you leave him like, like he's falling asleep exactly where Leo was sitting. And exactly, make your yeah. way down the corridor to the west, back toward where you heard uh, real Jerry. Was, um, <laughs> since we set up the the real Hank to be looking like he, he is so drunk and passed out, um, Ella is like, oh man, I feel really bad that Jerry's going to think so low of Hank after this. <laughs> it's it's going to hurt his feelings. I'll tell you what. 
uh, we we get what we need, we can, I don't know, set them up with a nice date or something, you know? Okay. <laughs> was I the only one that thought that Hank was hitting, that Jerry was hitting on Hank, and then Hank hit on Jerry, I mean, Leo hit on Jerry, but, and he was kind of into it? Like, I wasn't... Yeah, no, we might have to we might have to fix some things after this, but <laughs> All right, just checking. <laughs> like a brother. <laughs> yeah. Unrequited, but it's still love. All right, so you guys are making your way westward down this corridor. You're not expecting any to run into any other guards. You know they're a little short-staffed. Uh anything else you'd like to do before you arrive uh where you think the council meeting is kind of the clandestine sort of meeting is happening? I advise you all to at least roll a stealth check. Yes, I would like that. I'm just trying to see if I have anything else that I'd want to do that would help me. Because it would all be individual at this point. I definitely think Leo should at least be the first one to peer. In case yeah. we do get seen. Great. Yeah, I didn't roll good either. Or we rolling we could stealth. use that pass without a trace on here. <laughs> that is a oh. 17. 11. 8. Nine. Sick. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily, like, I would definitely be leading, and I wouldn't necessarily be trying to, like, be unseen. Yeah. I'm more trying to, like, look like I'm escorting people, but maybe that's just hindsight. What's the marching order? I'm guessing Leo out front. I would be leading. Okay. And then? Uh, I can go next since they set up Hank as we were probably Yeah, probably go on the back. If- in this case, yeah, I'd be kind of hanging back with F. I'd almost go like single file banana style, you know? Yeah, yeah, long, we're doing this period. banana style. <laughs> yeah. Banana. Okay, so, so we've got Leo, Ella, Walker, F. And as you approach the end of this hallway, it kind of curves to the left mm-hmm. and opens up just a little bit, and you see a door that is, uh, sorry, you see a set of double doors. They're wooden, they're set into stone and earth. And uh, you can just see light kind of peeking beyond them. And yeah, you, you can sense that your party's not being quiet enough to approach those doors. But if you wanted to interject yourself as Hank, I guess, you're welcome to do that. But the doors are closed. But you can, you can see light beyond and you can hear voices inside. And then the hall continues to kind of curve to the left down another long corridor that ends in like a... Like a Tea. Do we, as as characters, do we know that Eleanor's father is probably in this room? I think that's probably common knowledge. Yeah, Farah like straight up said that. Okay. Like, yeah. I could go get him, bring him out here, and we could have a conversation with him alone via Hank. Is that what you're via, recommending? Via Hank. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure. I, I think we like, should try to listen in. <laughs> First, um, and if that's not working, yeah. we could try that. I'd say yes. first things first, let's try and listen at the door, or sneak in, yeah. or whatever we can do. If we do need to get someone, I almost think it would be better to get Tamblin. She didn't seem 100% sold on all this from the get-go at the at the speech. I mean, she it's almost like she wanted us to do this, right? Did anybody else feel that? I, what she was saying at the end there? She was saying, oh, my official stance is follow the rules, but then she kind of paused and was like, wherever you find yourselves tonight. I mean, right. Yeah. How many, how many members of the council are there? Five. There are only five. So we know basically almost half of them. 
We can probably just go in there. Well, I don't think we can. I don't think we should go in there. I don't think they're going to like it. And I don't. Well, I don't think don't we're going to really get any information if we do. Is. We know that it is the what, future, but what's the point of hiding? We well, want to, to talk to them. No, I don't know I that mean, we yeah, want to yeah, talk listen. to them. Well, we want to figure out what they're doing. That's so. Yeah. I think we are hiding because we snooped into the chief's room to find a secret passage <laughs> to lead if, to the secret if, thing. The, the ways, the, what we had to They're do like, to get what here, are you doing here, I think if they know we're here, we're getting arrested. Including yeah, stabbing fucked. a man. <laughs> yeah, we almost killed a guy. I broke his trachea. He's fine. He's right I here. I healed him. <laughs> I love this side of Leo. I love a little bit of PJ that's being injected into sort of like the Leo yeah. persona here. All right. Done with this shit. <laughs> yeah, I go out. We'll have to explain like why we were. All right, we're, we listen first. In this room. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's listen in. Kind of sees, but we listen. <laughs> Can we. Can we just, what? I love this. I love this. <laughs> okay. Kidding. So you're doing, you're doing listening. Can we establish, do you guys as a group know who's in this room? Like, like who do you think is in this room? Chief Tamlin. Mm-hmm. Who represents the scouts. Father. Represents the builders. I assume F would know who represents it would be, the future. The future would be in the room. Mm-hmm. The future would be right. in the room. The dwellers. Oh, are there dwellers? For, for some reason, Walker is expecting the to be in there. I am also, yeah, F is also expecting Alfie to be yeah. in the room. Like, I know he's not necessarily supposed to be, but... Mm-hmm. Like, he's representing the... The, the church, church, maybe? Or he's, like, stapled to a table about to be sacrificed to some demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One or the other. I mean, isn't he the leader of the church? Yeah, he, well, he's yeah, the leader but of... but the yeah. church isn't part of the council. Yeah. <laughs> Walker doesn't think, like, the public stance is that Alfie would be there, but Walker's definitely thinking Alfie's there. What's okay. what's the last like piece that we're missing? We got builders, dwellers, two future. dwellers. I think there's two dwellers, right, mm-hmm. on the council. So the the other faction of the council represents uh, scouts, the public builders, dwellers. Oh, public. Yeah. Oh, yeah, scouts, yeah. public. Yeah. So it. the public is represented by like more. That's the only like really like elected official. They have elected someone the, whose name is Alder Umber and uh, is like the representative of the people in the room with the four factions that founded the town, essentially. So the assumption is then, based on the names that we've heard that F would make, is that the name Roz would be the name of the dweller in the room. That's an assumption, but. That is an assumption. You want to roll an insight check on that? Sure. I'm fucking good at this. Roll yeah. the fucking number this time. I don't nat know. 20. That's a nat 20. Yay. Finally. Jesus Christ. Roz oh. sounds like a boss, not oh, okay. a council person, Damn a boss. <laughs> All right, Roz is like the name of somebody who would probably, you know, ring some necks if he found his men sleeping on the job, right? Kind of like a head. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. R-O-Z is the name. Um, so now I'll say you guys made your way down here. No one accosted you along the way. You didn't run into anyone. You found this door. It's clear that the council meeting is happening. You can hear chairs kind of being like pulled into position there. And uh, maybe you even hear a little like rapping on, in, you know, a, a table in there as someone is calling something to order. Uh, and you're all just pressing your ears against the door. Is that what's happening? That was my big plan. So, All right. I think everything you've done up to this point has warranted you being in this position, provided you've not done anything outlandish. There's no reason anybody would suspect that 
there's four spies lurking on the other side of these chamber doors. They expect, they fully expect to be left alone. Pressing your ears against the door, you all recognize the voice of Chief Tamlin as she's muttering something, you know, to someone nearby. That voice echoing, you know, responding to her is the voice of Kendrith Valen, who's Elinor's father. You also recognize the voice of Councilman Umber, who is, you know, well-known enough that you'd kind of like represent him. He probably, you probably saw him two days prior at the kickoff of the festivities on Founders Day. And then there are two voices that are probably not recognizable to everyone. One of them, I think, might even be new to you, F. I don't know. Have you ever heard the voice of the future, the founder of your organization who's still alive today? I think the only time that F would have ever ran into the future would be at one of the um, spiritual chantings in which everyone is chanting when generally they would be up front. So it's not really a hear thing so much as a witness. Maybe here. I don't know. It's not like they're projecting over top everyone. That's not the goal Mm -hmm. of the future. They'd be lost in the crowd like everyone else. So you hear three voices you recognize. A smaller, very kind of meek voice that none of you have ever heard before. And then the last to speak does so in a very deep timbre. It is soft, but very deep, low and resonating. I said, I'm glad that you've all agreed to meet at such a late hour. And I know that this is deeply troubling. We've gone over every possible outcome. I have even consulted the stars and I think we all know what we have to do. Someone needs to pay the price for what's happened and all the evidence suggests that it must be them. Are we agreed? And one by one, the voices around the table, Kindreth Valen included, say, I. Catacomb Party is Nathar De Leon as the DM, PJ Heller as Leo Feldman, Leslie Razella Milvalen. Joshua Ramsey as Walker Omeran, and Crossland Shaw as F.A.K.A. The Future. The show is a production of Atomic Pylon Media. Our intro theme was composed by Mathar. This episode was mixed by Jeremy Cuddle and was edited by P.J. Crossland and Joshua. Our cover art was illustrated by Leslie Ray. Support the show by following at Catacomb Party on Instagram and Twitter, and on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple, which helps reach more listeners like yourself. Our Discord server link is in the description. We love you. Now get the hell out. Next session, Uh, we got to get the fuck out, I think. (laughs) Or we get the fuck in.
but we were helping. We didn't even get a chance to help. That's not even fair. <laughs> we got to bust through that door and be like, so you want us to be the bad guys? Fine. Yeah. We're the bad guys. <laughs> Go on a killing spree. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to change this campaign. <laughs> Telephone party.